From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's Are You Not Entertained? Now here's your host, Ed Nathanson. What's up again, dudes? Dudettes! <laughs> Sully! Fitzy! Murph! <laughs> oh, my friends! Around the world, we're back for another episode of Are You Not Entertained? And today, we're going to talk about a very special segment. Uh, about something, again, I'm truly passionate about, and I'm excited to have this discussion once again with the great, inimitable, the wise, the beautiful, David <laughs> Zuyaz. I'm blushing. Thank yes. you, Ed. Just happy to be here. Yes. So one of the few people on earth, I think, is, who can go toe-to-toe with me on pop culture, music, movies, is this man. And that's what we do on Are You that's Not right. Entertained? That's right. Mm-hmm. And here I'm going to... I'm gonna. Go and tell you, in this episode, my top five TV shows of all time. This is a seminal moment in the podcast, Ed. Yes, my top five, and I've watched a shit ton of TV, my top five TV shows ever. And I would love, as I do this, for you to do the point-counterpoint. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Kentucky Fried Movie. Have you seen that? Of course. Uh, The great Sucker Brothers in in their early years, yeah. One of the funniest movies ever. But there's the whole point-counterpoint segment, if you remember on that, where the guy starts talking about conservative stuff, and the woman turns to the camera and goes, why, John? You old stick in the mud. Yep. I've been listening to that horseshit of yours for months. Right. You could take that crap and blow it out your ass. <laughs> and while you're at it, sit on this, John. <laughs> I can't believe I just remembered that whole Brilliant. quote. I don't even need to pull up the clip. No, uh, but that's what I want you to do with me. If you think I'm out of line, if you think I'm way out of the And I do have a few honorable mentions at the end. But Very let's good. get into it, sure. And I'm going to do it in order, okay? So starting it. five to one. At Wait, num- Ed, yep. let's give you a drum roll or yes, something please. here. Uh, and uh, damn it. Here you go. Enjoy the Star Wars theme while I find the yes, drum roll. Yes, that's always, <laughs> that should be hold music for another rant. We talked about a All right, what number? Uh, this, number five. Number five. Yes. Breaking Bad. Ooh. Yes. I love this fucking show. Now, I'm going to be one of the first people to admit that I was late to the Breaking Bad game. Right. I didn't watch it when it was actually being broadcast. Interesting. Because um, I'm always that asshole who says, if everyone's saying, oh, it's awesome, it's awesome, I'm like, yeah, whatever, fuck you. Right? right. If I didn't discover it, I don't want to know it. Right. Right. And so for years, I would put my head in the sand until finally I just said, I'm being an idiot. I've got to watch this. Mm-hmm. And I was an idiot because it's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic show. Um, the whole premise of a dying school teacher, you know, who makes meth and becomes a drug drug lord, you know, the whole Heisenberg, yeah, that, that, that old off repeated trope, right? Of exactly, the, <laughs> of exactly. the biology teacher to, or chemistry teacher turned uh, turned meth dealer. Just yeah. brilliant. Just oh, yeah. brilliant. The acting was off the charts. I mean, I, I could go on and on. I mean, he's well. The Walter White character, the Jesse Pinkman character, the Gus Fring, uh, oh my God, Gustavo Fring. Gustavo Fring. Yep. Oh my God, it was just unbelievable. Mike, the character Mike. Mike Armstrong. Like everybody, like yep. it was just they, every beat they nailed was amazing. You you had this like true antihero, yeah. if that makes sense, but in a way that you, unlike Tony Soprano, who I'll get to later, mm-hmm. you know, he was. 
I, I always thought he was good, even when he was bad. Well, I, that's I, and Vince Gilligan has said that he never quite intended Walter to be a good guy, but because Cranston played it with such conviction that people loved Walter White, and towards the end of the series, Gilligan admitted he was daring people to still like him because he th- that's his, fascinating. Yeah, because yeah. his his acts got kind of worse and, and more and more odious as the season went on. Do you want to take a quick listen yeah. to a clip? Now you listen to me. You've got the greatest meth cook in America. No, the two greatest meth cooks in America right here. And with our skills, you'll earn more from that 35% than you ever would on your own. Yeah, so you say. Just wondering why we're so lucky. Why cut us in? Mike is retiring from our crew, so his share of the partnership is available if you can handle his end. Distribution. And if you give him $5 million of the $15 million that you brought today, just think of it as a finder's fee for bringing us together. We have 40 pounds of product ready to ship. Ready to go. Are you ready? I'm the man who killed Gus Fring. Bullshit. Cartel got Fring. You sure? That's right. Now. Say my name. Eisenberg. You're goddamn right. Say my name. <laughs> right, the guy's yeah. like, what? He's right. like, you know it's say my name. Say my name. Heisenberg. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I, I just like, you know... You know, looking back on the show, it's perfect. Yeah. There's so many things about it. There was no shit episodes. It advanced the story every time. So, and if you've heard my Game of Thrones, uh, you know, review of season eight, they don't waste time or or do things that you know shouldn't be done in one episode. Like they always advance the story. And Game of Thrones sometimes doesn't. As much as I love that show, mm. um, but the say my name, the whole story arc. You know, the one thing I always hated about myself watching the show is that I hated his fucking wife so much. Skylar, yeah. But Skylar, but looking back at Skylar, mm-hmm. she was right. Yeah. The whole damn time. Yeah, she yeah, all of her doubts and suspicions yes, turned out to she be was right. right. She yeah. was the she was the morality of that show. Mm-hmm. And yet we were forced to hate her. Right. Which is the brilliance of it, I guess. Yeah. Uh and uh, apparently, you know, she in, in the world of in the fiction in their fictional world, she lives on with with Finn, the son, yes. Walter Jr. Right. But what you just said uh, made me realize something that the the Krantz, Brian Cranston, um, the Mike Armentrout character is a character actor named Jonathan Banks. Um, Gustavo Fring was now oh, shoot, I'm forgetting his name, but he's Great been actor, he's though, been around yeah. it. Um, in so many Spike Lee movies, and then you had Bob Odenkirk, who was like this career <laughs> like, like we didn't even talk about him. Yeah, yeah. Saul, who's unbel- who like emerged as this like hilarious and and tragic figure at the same time. And all four of those actors, I think this is their pinnacle. All yeah. four because they've kicked around like Brian Cranston was on Seinfeld, you know, right? He, he, and, and with the exception, Malcolm of, in the Middle, right? 
Oh, he was the yeah, dad of Malcolm yeah, in the uh-huh. Middle for sure. Mm-hmm. So you knew him; he's kind of familiar. But it, it, but you know, they this wasn't supposed to be a hit per se. You know, I mean, you you got a character actor, Brian Cranston. You got uh, Aaron Paul, who's like a newcomer, who's yep. friggin' awesome. He's done awesome. nothing since, but really. I know. Yeah, I, I caught a little bit of a movie called Need for Speed that he was terrible. In. Yeah, oh, so bad, so bad. What was he thinking? Yeah. But but anyhow, so yeah. just in closing here, would it make your top five? It's my number one best song. It's of all your time. number yeah, one. So you're not your best song, best TV show. Yeah. yeah. So you're not going to get an argument from me on Breaking Bad. Yeah. I, I'm a Breaking Bad freak. Awesome. I'm glad. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm not surprised to yeah. be honest with you, but mm-hmm. it's just a fabulous, fabulous show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number four. Number four. Seinfeld. Oh. Yes. Seinfeld. Hard to Seinfeld. Argue. Seinfeld. <sighs> I can't say enough about <laughs> Seinfeld. I probably quote or reference Seinfeld. One or two times a week, every week, and it hasn't been. How long has it been since it's been on the air? Uh, good question. We could look that 15 up. Fifteen years. It's got to be at least that, right? It, ran, it started in '91, I want to say, and so ran up through hmm, mm-hmm. 2000 or so. Let's. I'll look that up. It's it's without a doubt like you know. Yes, I love all of. I love Jerry Seinfeld's comedy, just period. And you know, I think that each of these, just to your point earlier about this was the pinnacle. These other people on this show went on to do other things that... It can, I was a little off on yeah. the start date, pardon me, 1989 to 1998. 98? Yeah. Okay. Wow. So almost 20 years. Over 20 Over years. Over 20, 21 yeah. years, yeah. Uh, I can't believe I just did that math. I, I suck at math. <laughs> me fail math? That's <laughs> impossible. Impossible. Right? Thank you, Ralphie Wiggum, yeah. <laughs> but it's like hilarity, like I've never... Like people just know episodes by the name. Like mm-hmm. The Bet. You know what I'm talking about when I say The Bet. The better the contest. The contest. The contest. Yeah, the contest. Yeah. Well, either one for me, it's that. You know, the yep. soup Nazi. Like all of sure. these, right? All of these episodes, like you just know based on that. And these were despicable human beings. Yeah. Yeah, which, not, <laughs> not a redeeming quality among them. Not yeah. and none of them. You might right. say, you know, Elaine, but no, Elaine was horrible person. Yeah, that's why the 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 one uh, sour note the show ever hit was in its finale. And I think yes. they, they sort of teased that and we we could we could talk for hours about Seinfeld, including its sort of coy reprisal on Curb Your Enthusiasm when they did. They didn't. So in real life, they never did a, a reunion show, but on Curb Your Enthusiasm, yes. they did, which was yes. which was almost just as good. But they, they, Jerry and Larry kind of have this funny back and forth about how the finale sucked. And Larry said, oh, it wasn't that bad. And Jerry was like, eh. Anyway, but, <laughs> but there's a moment, if you remember, the premise of the finale was so forced, unfortunately. And again, I'm not taking away from, uh, it belongs on your list for sure. But but they, there was this moment where there's a big fat guy, and he was this local comedian, actually, John Panette, who was getting mugged. And, and the premise was the four, the four of them did nothing, right? And yes. so they get arrested for under this weird new Good Samaritan law. So, the, But if you go back and watch that, it's really awkward how they, they're like, eh, too bad. Uh, they, well, they, they're going to steal some money from him, I guess. Uh, not as much money for food. Maybe he'll lose some weight. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. And I know. It, and, and I'm laughing now. It's yeah, bad. It's, it, it was just, it was, it was too on the nose. It was too, like we, we get, they always said no hugging, no lessons from, that was, that was their motto and they were true to it and they were all terrible people. Terrible that, people. Which is interesting because Julia Louis-Dreyfus' new brilliant show, Veep, which love I don't it. know. Love yeah, it. Yes. Same deal. Not one yeah. redeeming character in the entire show and somehow yep. you still love it. Somehow it's yes. still brilliant. Yeah. But that's, but that's what made it amazing. Right, right. I um, 
I'm trying to think if there was an episode that I didn't like, and it's hard for me to pick one that I. Yeah, the finale is the only one that people point out. But even the finale, like it was still a kind of cool ride through the past. And they brought, as witnesses in the case, they brought back a lot of like Babu and Steinbrenner, and (laughs) yeah. And so it was, it was a cool Uh, sort of you know tribute to the show, even if it wasn't a great episode. Right. I mean, and so who was your favorite out of all the four? I mean, I'm a George guy, I mm-hmm. guess, all the way yeah. because um, Larry David. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But but uh, you know, it, it's it's weird how we think of when the show started. Uh, Seinfeld was famously told told by the late Brandon Tartikoff, "It's too New York and it's too Jewish, and we can't put it on the air for those reasons." When you first tuned in, I mean, Seinfeld is Jewish through and through. He's got that sort of Jew humor mm-hmm. twang yep. to him, yep. right? And it seemed like all four characters were Jewish, and you could tell as they moved along. That Elaine is actually not Jewish, no. even though she she sort of Shik's appeal, right? Shik's appeal. <laughs> um, but I guess my point is, it, it wasn't they, they weren't all in the Jerry Seinfeld mold. But Jerry is you know out of the Woody Allen mold a little bit, kind of more modern mm-hmm. day Woody Allen, a little bit neurotic, you know. But Jason Alexander was like a theater actor. Julia Louis Dreyfus is like a seriously trained actress. Yes. And so they, they, as as comical as it was, like the character of George, like he took that shit seriously. Like you could tell. You know, um, and so, yeah, I'm a George guy. What about you? Definitely George. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the whole, <laughs> one of my favorites was when he was sleeping under his desk, when he had the, <laughs> the carpenter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. You, you, all right. All right. Yeah. T-Bone. T- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could go on and on. T-Bone, the ladies are going to love you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, he, he just, like, all our darkest inner, like, whatever, yeah. he released them. Do you remember what? In, in an early episode, his boss says to him, it's, it's come to my attention that you had sex with the cleaning lady on your <laughs> desk. And do you remember what he said? I forget. He goes, was that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a little unclear. I didn't That's know the Kashmir episode, though. It, I think that yes, is. Yeah. 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 Kashmir. Kashmir. <laughs> right. The sweater with the little imperfection right, on it. Exactly. Yeah, all brilliant. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, so, yes. Number four, Seinfeld. Moving on. Yep. The number three TV show of all time, mm-hmm. The Simpsons. Yes. Yes. Some people, it might be number one, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. Um, There's actually a duo of TV critics. I want to say one of those named Alan Stepanwall. I could look this up, obviously, but they wrote this tome called, I think it's just called Television. They ranked like the top 500 shows of all time. Simpsons number one. They both, they both agreed. <laughs> I, I don't see how any rational human being can disagree with Well, that. you could, well, there's taste, and you could say, well, and critics would say, I guess, it, it, it's, it's not high, quite highbrow enough to be number one. But go ahead. Yeah, so, so to those people, I say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, now, in full disclosure, the last 10 years has not been up to standard. Mm-hmm. Um, but even so, their lesser standard is still great, great, great TV. The Simpsons has been on for 30 years, is it? It's the longest-running TV show of all time. I know that. Longest-running TV show of all time. It started in, I want to say, 1989. Yeah, it's unbelievable. 1989 through present. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I remember the first episode. I remember being in college, and we said, hey, there's this new show featuring those funny cartoon characters that are sometimes on the Tracy Ullman show. Right. And and we watched it was the Santa's Little Helper episode, Christmas episode. That's right. And so it's just, you know, you've got iconic characters, Homer, Bart, Marge, Lisa, Krusty the Clown. I mean, it could go on and on. Yeah. Mr. Burns. 
uh, Smithers. I mean, there's just a poo. Uh, there's so many, but they they've they've hit the beats and they're so smart about the satire that they do mm-hmm. throughout the years. It's just brilliant. I remember. One of my favorite parts is uh, Krusty the Clown. You know, Krusty's one of my favorite characters over the years. And he's doing a contest about, you know, with every Krusty burger, you get a check for $100 underneath here. Checks will not be honored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, it's, and it's making fun of every commercial like that ever. There was one where Krusty was on trial for something. I forget what he was on trial for. And they said, that, you know, as it turns out, Krusty, you know, you do not know how to read or write. And everyone goes, <gasps> and Krusty goes, is it against the law to be illiterate? And then he goes, and we have all these accusations of you, you know, blowing all this money betting on sporting events. Is it against the law to bet on sporting <laughs> events? It's like, yes, it is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the son of Herschel Krastovsky. Yes, Herschel Krastovsky, yes. Yeah. Uh, Orthodox Jew. Right. Herschel, rabbi, I believe, too. Yeah. Um, but yes, I mean, so what show outside of The Simpsons, maybe Seinfeld, can you say that even the peripheral characters are huge? Quimby, Wiggum. You know, Apu, we talked about, Burns, you know, there's so many. Barney, we could go on and on about all these characters who are even peripheral, who are still amazing and iconic in their own right. And in many cases, stolen by the family guy with very similar characters. Yes. I mean, look, I love the family guy, but that's a blatant ripoff. Well, they, they've admitted as such. I don't know if yeah. you saw the crossover episode. No, I did back. not. No. Oh, man. You and I got to sit down and watch that. It was very well done. They did a crossover episode. And, you know, t- produced by different, uh, no, uh, same network, but produced by kind of different people. But they kind of came together for this. And <laughs> they they actually have a scene in a courthouse where, like, the, the sort of family guy people are being accused by the, it's, it's like, you know, Chief Wiggum. And the the inept cops on uh, Family Guy and like you know rip off rip off rip off it's, yeah it's good yeah and underneath all of this it's animated yeah that's crazy but but that well, tell me why well it's not because typically you know animation has a short shelf life yeah first of all second of all like it takes a lot of work much more than For like sure, a, yeah. you know much more work involved than a than a filming actual human beings and mm-hmm. a sitcom for example or even a drama show um, to this day I think it still takes them months to, to complete one episode right yeah right and they still manage to be timely I'm curious what you were gonna just say well about. I was gonna say yeah. that they they discovered how to turn the animated thing into a plus rather than a minus because they discovered that the show can actually live forever if the characters don't age. Yes. And so I was just thinking about this, so I actually just called it up, and this is this is just one random line from the Wikipedia page, so it must be true. And it says, despite the depiction of yearly milestones such as holidays or birthdays passing, the characters do not age between episodes, either physically or in stated age, and generally appear just as they did when the series began. The series uses a floating timeline in which episodes generally take place in the year the episode is produced, even though the characters do not age. So, so right, and then there are flashbacks and flash forwards and things like that. That's, but Maggie is still a baby. You know, I yeah. never even thought about yeah, that. That's it's amazing. That's amazing. But yes, yeah. I guess that's what's done it. Yeah, but and, and as such, but you can still lampoon whoever. Like, how many different presidents have they lampooned? You know, over the the course of the the run. You know, they even they, have future seeing abilities. They had a they had a Trump as president years right. ago. There's a whole thing if you go on the internet of seeing how many times the simpsons predicted the future yes they did yes it's like president trump for right, sure it's yeah crazy even yeah. to the like the the scene of him coming down the escalator and what he was like oh really yes yeah. it's crazy like don't go down that wormhole you'll never come out 
when when uh, uh, it's too late, Ed. I'm headed down there. <laughs> that's very in- that's very interesting to me because I had heard that, and when I heard that, you know, the Simpsons predicted Donald Trump, it it rang a bell, and I was like, that's right. And I actually remember that, and I remember thinking that was the perfect punchline at the time. Like it's a twisted, dystopian future, and of course, President Donald Trump. And the, it's like, ah, oh, <laughs> can you imagine? Right. And uh, yeah. Yes, we imagine. can. We can. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. Um, so there you go. That's my number three episode show TV show of all time, The Simpsons. All right, we're in the top two, Dan. Yep. Here we go. The Sopranos, mm. number two, mm-hmm. number two. Now, again, this show to a lot of people, The Sopranos could be number one, and I wouldn't argue. I wouldn't argue. Um, I, it's hard for me to say, and it's hard for me to fathom that I have one show ranked above it, but I do. Um, but The Sopranos is perfect. Perfect. Oh, yes. Here we go. Woke up this yeah, morning. Yeah, it'll kick in. Yeah, love it. Love it. And, um, you know, I just want to be in my car and I'll smoke on a stogie through New Jersey, <laughs> past Satriales and the Bada Bing. You, you think about, like, the perfect storm mm-hmm. of actors, storytelling, story, environment. Yep everything it's it's it mm-hmm. like i defy you to tell me even movies that are better than the sopranos it was it was it ushered in the age of movie quality television yes really i mean it's been done before a little bit but not as consistently as the sopranos oh my god right. i mean and james gandafini as tony soprano is Ugh. an acting tour de force can you imagine anybody else doing it? No. Yeah, I mean I can't even imagine like Nicholson doing it. Nicholson is like De Niro, no. Yeah, yeah, no. No, you needed someone who was more like the everyman, like yes. um and that was what the show, you know, what, what it, it 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 took the ga- I mean, do we have enough gangster movies and TV shows? Sure. There are a zillion of them. But this was the first one that I can remember where you saw the 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 kingpin taking out the trash, yeah. right? And, yeah. and, and so you knew it was going to be about... And having a brat kid who's giving him exactly. you know, fits, exactly. you know, and worrying about a daughter dating an African-American at Columbia right. and all this stuff. Yep. Like, just the humanization and Carmella getting under his skin and, like, yeah. and all this stuff, that dynamic. Just amazing. But it's not just him. Carmella, right. I just got home. I want to have a fucking Sunday on the couch. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tony, you said to do. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Right, uh, but oh my god! And so you know, never mind Gandafini and e, the brilliant Edie Falco, who just crushes it. Yeah, like great. Carmela is like, I forgot that's an actress. That's how. That's the <laughs> right. ultimate compliment I can pay that character. But then you've got Chrissy, you know, Chris Moltisanti. You got Polly. Yeah. Polly who steals oh. almost every scene he's Polly in. Polly Walnuts. Right, exactly, with the cats <laughs> yeah. staring at it. Oh my God, it's beautiful. By the way, quick callback yeah. to Christopher. I, my, I think my favorite Christopher line is when um, uh, Adriana looks at him and he's like looking at himself in the mirror, and Adriana says, I love you, babe. And he says, You better. <laughs> <laughs> right just brilliant yeah. right uh, you know again you know silvio i mean uh, big pussy you know yeah. you could go on and on all these characters you know, yeah silvio Furio. i mean there's so Furio, many yeah um and and even in the later years or each season they seem to strike on another cool new character yeah R- ralphie you know joey pants uh richie april was great yes. whoever that was janice the sister like you love to hate her yes you know on and on it went, right? With uh, Hesh. Ha- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With uh, oh, did you know by the way that the guy in the movie, the true life guy from the movie Green Book, the lip, I uh, forget, I'm forgetting the guy's full name, 
he later went on to act and was in The Sopranos. You would notice him. He what? Would, yeah, he was one of the mob, like one of the tertiary mob bosses. You would definitely notice him. I'll look it up. Oh my god, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, but the character of Silvio was was some would argue that the that that Silvio was a little little bit of a, a weak link just because I disagree. Uh, well, yeah. Well, okay. So that's it's Stevie Van Zandt. The only reason he was is cast in that is because. Uh, the creator, I guess it was David Chase, saw him like making a presentation at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and said, there is nobody more Jersey than Steve Van Zandt. <laughs> and because, you know, he's got that thing with this lip and I'm going to do some Godfather lines now. And But uh, he, the thing is, he fit into the tapestry of The Sopranos just perfectly. Yeah. Oh, yep. no doubt. No doubt. Yep. Um, you know, so again, the acting, the storylines were great. I mean, just epic storytelling, the the whole reality of it, like this groundedness of seeing this mob boss in his everyday home life and then his family life on the outside, he saw a shrink, like all of these things. It's just like, I can't express enough how brilliant this TV show is. And, you know, I, I try to teach my son the classics, you know, <laughs> my daughter's not at the age yet where I can do that, but my, my boy's 14 and he's starting to really get it. Um, you know, all of these things, like I'm, I really want him. I've been pushing him. Like you got to watch the Sopranos. You got to watch the Sopranos. You think he's old enough? I mean, that, cause yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. there's nudity, of course, the bada bing, but I wouldn't even, that, I wouldn't even think of the nudity. I would just think of if there's, I mean, uh, there's violence, but I guess it's not disturbing violence. He's seen worse. I'm sure. John Wick. Yeah, there's nothing more violent. Right. That, uh, there's nothing in The Sopranos more. I'm just trying to think if there's any. No, I guess there's not. Like, the, the, do they torture? Like, I'm, they torture the kid from a, Bron a Bronx yeah. town. <laughs> See, I knew exactly where you're going with <laughs> yeah. that. You want yeah. a soda? Go that's, yeah, that's the last soda you'll ever have, <laughs> motherfucker. You got to buy Wobistics. I told you to right. buy Wobistics. Right. right, the Wobistics. phony right. stock that they were selling. Uh -huh. Yes. By the way, just to finish the footnote, so the guy. Tony Lip from the movie Green Book, The True he Life was Guy, Lupertazzi. was Carm Carmine Lupertazzi in The Sopranos. The head of the New York Mafia. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That's that's crazy. Did you also know, and then I'll stop, I swear, yeah. but it's The Sopranos. Junior, Junior Soprano, played by Dominic Chiavenzi or yep. something like that. Another brilliant yeah, character. Was Johnny Ola in The in the Godfather. That's did you right. Know that? I yeah. did know that. Now, but, yes. But the, somebody has a list of like all the crossovers between Godfather, Goodfellas, and Sopranos, and there are like hundreds so, of them. <laughs> Chrissy was Spider. Oh, of course. Yes. Right? Yeah. And Polly Walnuts was also in Goodfellas. Yeah. He oh, was, was the he? guy who stuck the mailman head in the in the oven. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Right. Hey, Tommy, how, how about you go fuck yourself? Right. Exactly. Oh! Yes. Poor Spider. Poor Spider. R.I.P. Spider. R. Right. But again, Sopranos, epic, epic, epic. And just this little side rant before I go off on this. So I married a Jersey girl. Mm. And I had never been to New Jersey in my life until I had to go meet her parents. She right. was living in Massachusetts. And I had this image of Jersey, A, of being the mob from the Sopranos. <laughs> But B being like trash everywhere from yeah. every joke I like I literally thought you cross the border and there's like spewed trash everywhere right. and like toxic waste toxic dumps and all waste. this stuff. Right, right, right. I got to her neighborhood and being the good Jewish American princess that she is, it was a very nice, you know, upscale neighborhood. Sure. And I literally said to her, I turned to her and I said, I feel like I'm in the fucking Sopranos right now. <laughs> and then when I'm looking at Tony's neighborhood. Yeah. And then we took a walk later around her neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I have lots of Italian American friends. I love Italian food before I say this. <laughs> but she's like, oh, that's the lasagna's house. That's the spaghetti's house. That's the pasta fazool house. That's oh. the every house had an A or an E at the end of it or an I at the end of it and i was like i'm in the fucking sopranos 
I'm in the fucking Sopranos. Did <laughs> you say uh, tomorrow night's the potluck dinner? The fettuccines will be bringing the ravioli. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the lasagnas will be getting. Will be bringing the rigatoni. <laughs> exactly. Okay, we're there. I can't wait. It. Yes, my. I think I know one. what it is. But so I'm not so far, sure. I didn't ask, and I didn't ask before on the Simpsons or Sopranos or even Seinfeld. Do they make your list? Ed, your list is unimpeachable as far uh, right now and i don't know if there's going to be a wild card for number one but and the unlike your your list of movies that we did right. listeners of the I podcast know. will remember fondly it's not that i quibbled with them it's just that it was more really your personal taste your, yes. your personal favorites that meant a lot to you not necessarily the quintessential best movies of all time these tv shows are i'm having a hard time arguing that they aren't uh, and the, among the quintessential best of all time. So all four of you agree right now. It was a long way of saying, yeah. you're the man, Ed. Right. Preach on, buddy. Right. You, know, you can give me a reach around later, Dave. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk. Sorry, let's keep it clean. All right. So number one. More. Here we go. You know nothing, Dave Yaz. Oh. <laughs> Game did, did not, of Thrones. How did I not see it coming? Yes. Yes. So... Yes, I'm not as wild about season eight so far as, again, when we're recording this, it's not over yet. But... You know nothing, yes. Jon Snow. <laughs> but this show, this fucking show, mm. has had me sleepless nights. No show in the history of TV watching in my life has made me rust, you know, toss and turn about in bed about what the fuck <laughs> I just saw. <laughs> And weeks online going down rabbit holes of theories and Reddit subgroups right. about this theory about this person and this about this character and this and this. Yes, there we go, the music. And not just this theme, which is fucking epic, but every show. I remember the music the, when Cersei blew up the set. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. The, when the, you know, the Battle of Winterfell music, all of the thing. When you heard the Arpus Elbus J equals J, I'm sorry, theory about in, in season six, episode 10, that music just like makes the hair on my arm Wait, what? Up. What was that alphabet soup you just threw at me? R there? plus so. L equals J. I must have Rihanna slept. Rhaegar yeah. plus Liana Ria- equals John. Uh, it was a theory that right, had gone okay. on for years about John's true heritage. And when the episode in, in the finale of season six, turns out when, to they, be true, when yeah. it was turns out to be true, they had this whole like cascading music of the baby and the baby's eyes, and then it's John. Oh yeah, and the flash, right. the, yes, the flashback yes. to the, oh, the with the and young then, Ned Stark. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, just so brilliant. Yep. So you have first of all a show that takes every standard trope and turns it on its ear. The mm-hmm. good guys can die. The bad guys can win, mm-hmm. right? Um, good doesn't win. Like, your main characters can die. I'll never forget that most people watching the show, it would think it was season one, episode eight or seven, where Ned Stark got killed. I was just going to say that. Second, yeah, to, second yeah, to last yeah. episode of the season. I was like, what the fuck just happened? That was the breakthrough episode, I yes. think, that put it on the map. Because I, right up until the, the, the point where... Hit the 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 sword swings. I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. And if you go back and it gives me the chills to think of Joffrey just like hemming and hawing and then going, bring me his head. And it's like, oh shit, holy shit, it's really going to happen. Yeah. And you always thought someone's going to come save him. Well, yeah, right up until the like I said, and 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 shit. I mean, Arya's there in the crowd. Sansa. uh, Yeah. Sansa was there, obviously right there. Had to look at her dad's head on a spike. But they go there. The the um. Oh man, who's the 
the the king who's married to the weird uh, gypsy woman, the princess. Uh, I'm forgetting his name. The king. Uh, uh, Stannis. Uh, yeah, Stannis. Uh, uh, yeah. So when Stannis' daughter is burned at the stake. Yes. Right up until that, I'm like, they're not going to do that, are they? They're not they gonna literally do that. burned a little they kid alive. Yeah. They, and so again, everything you think they can't do, they do. Yeah. They do, and they 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 push it, but it's like it's as much as a world with dragons and magic can mm-hmm. be real, it's real. And yes, there's dragons. Yes, there's magic. Yes, there's all that stuff. Zombies. But the politics of the show is what makes it so fucking brilliant. Yeah. Right? And so, like, yes, all the mystical stuff and everything that's going on is really cool if you're a dork like Lord of the Rings dork like I am, and I am. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the whole reality of the politics of the games, the Game of Thrones that these people play mm-hmm. and, the, and the intricacies of these characters and what you'd expect. Like, even, you know, the, uh, the big Arya moment in the Battle of Winterfell. Some said, well, she's a Mary Sue. Fuck that. She's no Mary Sue. She mm. earned that moment. Right. From season, what? One. Mm-hmm. She, when she's, she, she shot a bow and arrow and upstaged Bran, I don't want to be a, a lady. Right. You know, I want to be in, like, she sought vengeance. She sought, you know, teaching, the, learning the skills, the being a no-face, you know, a, 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 a no-one, you know, to learning the uh, Davos, you know, the Bravos, I should say, the land of being nobody, to... To all her stuff, she's earned that moment. And they, they're so smart about the show that there's things that happen that you get callbacks. They had a plan. They had a, they plan. Had a plan. I mean, they had books, obviously. Yeah. So you could, you could argue. Well, to hold the door. The yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but what's interesting about this season is, and you talked about it on a different episode of the podcast, right. was that the, this season has been good, maybe not great, maybe not quite up to Game of Thrones standards. But what's cool about this season is that it's kind of like all-star Game of Thrones. So one of the things that was slightly difficult for me in the first couple uh, seasons was keeping track of everybody because you got stories going on in four different places across the realm. But in the final season, everybody comes together. It, it, this is a, a hackneyed TV comparison, but it reminded me of All Star Survivor. I used to be a show, that, <laughs> a fan of the show Survivor. I was too. It, were you? Yeah. And so for the first three seasons, Boston you, Rob. But yeah, you yeah. got to know certain favorites like Colby and Boston mm-hmm. Rob and Elizabeth and, and Rudy, the old guy, and Richard Hatch. And then when I heard, I'm like, wait a minute, they're all going to be on the same show together? Yes, I'm so excited. That's like so. It's like the this season is everybody together and it's and it makes you ask questions like wait does he even know her like like oh yeah wait a minute they knew each other like from yeah and it was all planned it was and and they always pull like again you know through the battle of winterfell in in season eight we were being told john is the one who's going to do this john is the the prince who was promised john is ice and fire john is all this stuff nope yeah not so much sorry not yep. at this moment, right? Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, all it's just like that's example like one thousand of of so many where they just upend everything that you think is happening. You know, there's a theme in your top five. You just you just said it. The the Sopranos took the the gangster fiction tropes and turned them on their head, and this yes. one this one took the you know and and added deep. You can have deep character development in this medieval themed. You know, gothy no show, right? No just, question. just like you can have them in a gangster, right? I mean, so epic. like again, in any other story, Arya saves the day. She gets asked to marry a new, min- newly minted lord in Gendry. She goes off, lives happily ever after. She has crazy sex yep. with it, but not nope. so much. Not, no. not her. She's no. got to kill more people. That's not her. 
She's got one more name on her list, as she said, walking I am off not, with the hound. I am not a lady. Right, exactly. And, you know, I'm such a dork for the show. Like, I literally just bought a T-shirt online. It's, mm-hmm. You might have even seen it. It's Aria in the Air Jordan I have post, seen it. And it says, not today on it. Yes. Oh, like, I get chills even just thinking about it. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I, I was going to get one that was uh, Red Sox themed that just said, defend the wall. Right. Because I yeah. like that. I like that. And, uh, of course, us as crossover. Patriots fans, we've used that analogy defend forever. Wall. Defend the wall. Yeah. King in the North. You know, yeah. all that yeah, stuff. It's, it's just yeah. so brilliant. Yeah. Um, who's your favorite character, Game of Thrones? It will always be Tyrion. I, I just, yes. I just, I like that he's flawed. I like that he's funny. I like that um, he, and he has just the funniest lines. You know, I, I want to, uh, how would you like to die? With a belly full of wine. <laughs> and a and mouth around uh, my cock. Right. right. <laughs> Horse mouth around my cock, of course. And I love the way he talks his way out of things. And I just remember, to me, in some ways, it's 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 kind of like he's almost like a it's almost like a Lord of the Rings style adventure for him. And like he almost died many times. Many times. And uh, that's mine. How about you? Yeah. So I do love John. I'm not going to deny it. There's the hero me. I've met him in person too. One you have? The, yes. You met the great I met, Pitt Harrington? I did. I met Holy him in shit. Belfast. That's a story for another day, but wow. dude was super nice. Was he? Like oh, super cool. nice. He and he's, nice. he's also not much taller than me, FYI. So wow. He said, I'm short for those of you who don't know. <laughs> so he's not a tall guy. Super quick side note. Have yeah. you seen the comedy movie that he collaborated on with Andy Samberg? About no. The game of tennis. Oh my God. You got to see it. It's called like the longest day or the longest match or something like that. It kind of went by quickly. It's like a mockumentary about the long. It's I, I think it's based on an actual tennis match that you might remember happened like eight years ago or something. I'm gonna have to check that out. It, it is it is hilarious, and he he plays uh, Andy Samberg's tennis rival, and he 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 does. It's amazing to see he he does comedy just as deftly as he does drama. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. Um, but my favorite character is the Hound. Oh, I love the Hound. Now, what do you like yeah. about the Hound? Because again, you take John as the classic hero, and I admit that that's yep. why Cap is my guy and Superman's my guy. I yep. love the classic heroes. I'd say I'm a sucker for it. But the Hound, you don't know what the fuck he is. Right. Right. Is he good? Is he bad? Is he tortured? Is, right, is he right? He he li- he literally lives with the scars of his past. Yes. Right. And he could give a fuck about right. everybody. Oh yeah. Except Arya, and he'll never admit. Mm-hmm. Aria, but he loves her. Well, and, he, sa- he also yeah. saved Sansa in he, that memorable did, moment. And but... he did, and he had the conversation with her, like, yeah. if you had come with me, you oh, would yeah. have had a different... She said, no, I know that what happened since made me who I am, which was really great. Yeah. But, you know, the whole thing with the chickens, like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he kills all the... Like, yeah. He's such a badass, I except know. he's afraid of fire. Right. Right. And, and the words, like, his lines are like poetry and cursing. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, just like everything. I remember he was, he, when he was, when we reintroduced to him, we thought he was dead. And he was living with the monks in that whole episode. And he went and they killed um, some of the, the, people killed those people he went hunting for them and he found them mm-hmm. and he the, one of the guys begging for his life he said oh fuck you or something he's like is those your last words you fucking cunt yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. Kills him. like the guys i'm not doing it justice just he also brilliant uses, he also uses twat very, right very liberally <laughs> right. exactly just brilliant right. just brilliant yeah. and, I, and i am hoping for the clegane bowl before this season's <laughs> over where he and the hound and the mountain go at it and just finish what they need to finish they should sell tickets the clegane bowl yes yeah. we- which, by the way, what did you think of the Super Bowl ad? Ah, tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> tremendous. I, right. To me, it was the best surprise twist ad since the Energizer yes. Bunny. People don't remember the Energizer Bunny used to be 
a cl- super clever ad. It turned into like a parody of itself. But you remember the the, the, yeah. the whole thing was that Duras, Duracell had an ad with a monkey. Cla- I'm clapping like all the listeners can see me clapping. Like one of those stupid monkey toys clapping, 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 clapping the symbols. And they tried to show that Dur- the Duracell monkey would last the longest. So the Energizer people said, let's create a bunny who's doing the same thing, except he's running circles around the monkey and then they, the ad ends, and you see an ad for like fertilizer or something, and all of a sudden the Energizer Bunny is coming across the screen <laughs> and going, again and going, keeps going. Right. So it was like, yeah. oh my god, they messed with me. And the Bud Light ad crossover with Game of Thrones couldn't have done it more brilliantly. No, I didn't and think. plus I think that because they, they 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 perfectly timed from a marketing perspective when people are getting sick of the Bud Night. Exactly. Right? And they wanted to see the Bud Night. Yeah, get dilly torched. dilly, whatever. Buddy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They they destroyed him in the most best way possible. The dilly dilly guy was on the duck boats with the Patriots. Did you, did you notice that? I did not yeah, notice. I'm glad full, I didn't. In, I, that would have made me angry. In, in full costume. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, you, you've heard my top five. Some of you might agree, but uh, disagree, I should say. You'd be wrong as usual. But I do have some honorable mentions. Ooh, what I got have, left off? I yeah. have two honorable mentions okay. that I really did think a lot about. First is Cheers. Mm. Cheers, to me, maybe it's the Bostonian, the mass hole in mm-hmm. me. But I just thought that show was amazing. Uh, again, some would argue that it was the comedic precursor to Seinfeld. Yeah, you know, because it, it took a few. It wasn't groundbreaking like Seinfeld, but but it, it it took some chances. There were some meta moments in there, like Wade Boggs would show up at the <laughs> bar and things like that. <laughs> yes, I yeah. forgot about that. Right. But then again, much like Seinfeld or some of the other shows we talked about, all the characters were great. It's true. All the characters were great. Mm-hmm. People forget, you know, Woody Harrelson is Woody. You know, even the original coach. You know, that the coach was, is brilliant. Yeah, and. Almost without exception, in a, in a sitcom, when a character dies and they try to shoehorn somebody else in, it's just not as good. Cousin Oliver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. there you go. That's uh, that's the rule, the cousin Oliver rule. But but Woody kicked it up a notch. He was hilarious. Yes, and so I mean, of course, you had Norm and Cliffy and Diane and, and Carla and all. That. I mean, just like on and on. Frazier. 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 Right. Just a fantastic fan. Even. Um, I'm forgetting her name, Kirstie Alley's character after Diane left. She was Re- great too. Rebecca, Rebecca. Rebecca, Howell. Yeah, yeah, she was great too. Yep. Like, what a just a great show. Great yeah. show. Great show. Uh, you agree with that? That that's in the conversation? Yeah, it's got to have a seat at the table. Yeah. All right. Sure. And my last one, you might mm. not agree with, but for me, it's just sentimentally was my show. People on Thursday nights on NBC as a kid was like the event. Mostly because people love the Cosby Show, and now looking back, that kind of looks a little right. I was just sitting here praying you weren't going to say the Cosby Show. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) It's Family Ties. Oh, okay. Family Ties. Um, First of all, the song. Mm -hmm. What would we do, baby, (laughs) without us? (laughs) A mild beef with the, with the, the... Theme to the show because it's not slightly grammatical. What would, right. what would we right. do without us? What does that even mean? But at anyway, the end, the yeah. sha-na-na-na. Sha-na-na-na. that's cool. <laughs> no, fam, that that show was innovative, innovative. That, and and to me stood head and shoulders among uh, above the other shows of its ilk of the day. Like what was the Alan Thick one? I get a growing mixed pains. Up. Growing pains. Yes. Family matters yes. was it? What uh, yes. Urkel was in there and and. Alf. I mean, you can go but on and Michael on. Uh, Michael J. Fox was oh my uh, just a singular talent. And, Alex and P. Keaton. Alex P. Keaton yep. just made the. Um, by the way, I hate to to um, call foul on the Ed Man, but 
you imagined, actually, this is an upcoming podcast, so maybe I shouldn't step on it. Anyway, I'll, the tease will be, did Alex P. Keaton actually go to college? Because you've imagined a whole new world I where have. he did. I have. Well, there's an answer as to whether yes. he actually did go to college. Really? He Interesting. Did, he, yeah, he did go to college. Interesting. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, I know he met his wife on the show, so maybe that was the later years of the show where she, because that's also that. I can't believe how much I know this show, but that's also where they introduced the song that became a hit just because of the TV show. That what did you think at this moment, Billy? (laughs) Right, Billy Vera and the and the Beaters, Billy Vera and the somebody, whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. But that was from the TV show. Exactly right. Yes. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was one of those almost soap opera-ish things where as soon as you heard that song, you thought of Alex and his, his girlfriend there. Who's uh, now his real life wife for correct. years and years and years. Yeah. Tracy, um, whatever her name but is. But the right. premise of the show was you had hippie parents right. with the most Republican kid <laughs> possible. It was so funny. It was so funny. It's brilliant. Always in a coat and tie. Yes, brilliant. Photo of Richard Nixon framed by his bedside. <laughs> Carried a briefcase. Carried a like, briefcase. <laughs> yeah. Just loved it. Anyhow, there you have it. My list of the top five TV shows of all time. It, it was, um, like I said, it, it was, I don't know how you can quibble with any of those. And well, uh, some people will because they need to just be the contrarians. But again, they Not your people. Not your people. Exactly. Exactly. Can you dig it? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Until next time, my friends, check me out. Instagram, at Ed Nathanson. Twitter, at Ed Nathanson. LinkedIn, Ed Nathanson. My website, redpilltalent.com. And until next time again, I will ask, are you not entertained? Say my name. <laughs> I am-